And one of the things that I get to do with leaders that I coach on occasion is get their priorities. What are the things that are most important for you as a leader? And what are the things that are most important for you to spend your time on? And then we go look at their calendar after having that set of priorities. And it is often that we find that the calendar itself doesn't in any way mirror the priorities that they set out or the things that they thought were most important. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And thanks for being here. Really appreciate you showing up for this episode, for this conversation around leadership. Hey, what if I told you that most of the feedback delivered by managers not only did not achieve its goal of helping someone get better at doing their job, it actually helped to disengage them and make them less effective at their job. Well, the truth is that the way many managers deliver feedback does exactly that. It hurts engagement. It erodes trust. It doesn't help performance but I created a short video that can help you or any manager on your team deliver more effective feedback. And you can watch it at leadershipgym.com forward slash feedback. Stop wasting time in your business with feedback that actually does more damage than good. Have the managers in your business go to leadershipgym.com forward slash feedback right now and begin to deliver feedback that makes their team better. Okay, in this episode, we are going to talk about some things that new leaders should absolutely do for their team, but also that leaders in general should do for their team. And it'll give us a little bit of a framework to work from. So yes, if you are a new leader and you are taking over a team or you've been there maybe a year or so and you're still thinking about how to get this team to become its best, these are the things, and we're gonna organize them for you in a bit of a system. These are the things that can help you dramatically change the way you lead this group of people. If you've been leading a team for a while and it feels like you're still just sort of pushing the rock uphill and that every day is an exercise in, in kind of encouraging these people to be different or be better or do something different or you feel like you're kind of riding herd on this group of people so that they're at their best, if that's how you feel, this will help you as well. Because what we're going to do is prioritize some of the things that really good leaders do for their people and also make sure that we take that prioritization to the point where it is what we actually execute on. So a lot of people would say, hey, this is most important to me. And one of the things that I get to do with leaders that I coach on occasion is get their priorities. What are the things that are most important for you? as a leader and what are the things that are most important for you to spend your time on and then we go look at their calendar after having that set of priorities and it is often that we find that the calendar itself doesn't in any way mirror 
the priorities that they set out or the things that they thought were most important. Those two things can look very, very different, which means we as leaders will get a different set of outcomes than the ones we wanted. We'll get a different set of outcomes than the ones we thought were most important. And that's a problem because now we're working really, really hard as leaders, and yet we're not making progress toward the things that we think are most important for leaders to make the progress toward. That's an issue, that's a challenge for us as a leader, and it leads to the point where we feel like we're on the treadmill. I gotta show up and do the work every day, but we don't feel like we're making progress we're just running in place on that treadmill. We're not covering any ground. Our team isn't necessarily better a year from now than they were. Maybe there, there's a little bit of improvement, but maybe we've left a lot of it on the table even. The bottom line is that our job as a leader is not just to get the work done, it is to make the people better while we get the work done. Both have to happen. Otherwise, we're just an individual contributor getting the work done. We're not a leader. And so we wanna think about framing leadership up, especially if we're new at it, or especially if we're in a new role. But even if we're not, framing leadership up into a set of things that we can focus on regularly, consistently, uh, with intention, with planning, with an approach that we know gets us to that end result that we're looking for. And so we're gonna work through some of those today. The first one I wanna talk about, the first thing that I want us to make sure that we think about is culture. Now we hear the word culture used a lot and a lot of people credit the success or failure of their business or their team to their culture. But if I have a conversation with managers and I say, hey, how do you change culture? They probably can't tell me most of the time. If I say, what kind of culture do you want and is that the one you have? Often there's a difference there. And so this whole concept of culture, and we'll go deeper into it in other episodes, but I want us to at least think about it in terms of some of the questions we want to be able to answer and some of the things we want to be able to do to establish as a leader the kind of culture that we believe makes a difference for our future. And also to use our interactions with our team to build the kind of culture that they also understand and are working toward. And so one of the first things that we wanna do as a leader is think about this culture component. One of the recommendations I would make to any new leader or any leader who has not done this kind of exercise is to get your team together and answer some really high level, really thought provoking, really insight creating questions that cause them to create a picture in their mind of the kind of culture they wanna be part of creating, the kind of culture they want to work in, live in, expend most of their waking hours in. So you can pull your team together and say, hey, I'd love for us to answer some of these questions. And it may not be that we do it all in one meeting. It may be that we do it over the course of a month, but we start to put some questions out here that we wrestle with to do two things, change the thinking of our team and create a path toward the thing that we think represents success for us as we think about culture. 
So we may toss questions out like, hey, what kind of team do we want to be? Like, describe it. How would you talk about it? How would you tell your friends about it if they said, what kind of team are you working on? Or what's your team like? Or what's your environment like at work? Or with your work group? Any of those kinds of things. I want people to write these down. I want people to think about them intently. What kind of communication do we want to have? This is where people get to make choices. They get to decide we want to have open transparent communication or they get to realize that sometimes they might not they might have passive aggressive or competitive or other kinds of communication really important for for people to even say hey here's how often we might want to get together here's the way we want to sort of execute our meetings or be involved in conversations with each other what kind of communication do we want to have on this team what kind of environment do we want to create what should it feel like in this group on this team in this business however we think about that and this is not the place where we are trying to push people toward what we think it should be yes we get input here as well but we're trying to do both things understand what our team wants and if that's not the same things or at least aligned with what we want that's a different conversation and we can have that too but most of the time managers don't even know if I say, hey, what kind of culture does your team want? They haven't asked the question. We don't even have a, a foundation to build on if we want to change it because we don't even know what the status quo is. We know what sort of culture has evolved. We don't know what kind of culture consciously would be considered a good one by the people on the team. And those are almost always two very different things. So we don't want to let culture evolve. We want to consciously shape it together as a group of people that cares about what it looks like down the road, how it feels down the road. So what is important for us to do for each other is a question we can use. How should we show up for work? How do we want our customers to feel? These are the kinds of questions that if you don't know the answers your team would submit, and more importantly, they may not know the answers that they would come up with when these questions are asked, which means we can't head toward it in any sort of an organized way because we haven't thought about it yet. And that's just impossible to make progress on something we haven't considered the definition of success of. So we want to do this with our team in ways that get them thinking, in ways that open a dialogue, in ways that let us consciously build the kind of culture that we want. Now, the process of getting there is still a challenge, but it is much more of a challenge. In fact, it never happens unless we first decide what we're headed toward together. The next thing I want you to do is this same kind of consideration for talent, except this is often work that you do yourself as a manager of a team, as a leader of a team. And it may be a case where you involve others, especially if you are leading a group of leaders and so they themselves have teams. This is something that you might do collaboratively with those other leaders. But we also wanna know when we think about talent, what kind of mindset do we need on our team? How do we want our people to think Everything that we do in terms of human behavior change starts with causing our people to think differently. But if we don't know what good looks like in terms of the thoughts they consistently have, we can't make change there either. 
So it's similar to culture because everything connects back to human behavior change in terms of what we want to have happen so that progress and improvement can occur. But we don't know often how we want our people to think until we've considered that kind of question for ourselves. What kind of mindset do we want these people to have? Now, we can answer it once we ask the question, but everything we do, our hiring, our coaching, our development process, our onboarding process, all of the things we do are going to tie back to things like this. What kind of culture I want, what kind of talent I need. So we want to think about it in a really conscious way. What habits are needed by the people that are going to be really, really successful here? Because it is really possible to build a strong culture and then have it not execute on the outcomes we need the business to, depending on how we define the culture, if we don't also start to focus on the talent side of things. So the people will ultimately build the culture. But when we introduce them to the culture in terms of a new employee or maybe a team that's undergoing a shift or a big change, we still need to focus on those individual traits, habits, thoughts, ideas, processes that people bring to the game so that they can continue to build on this robust culture and have it be one that executes in a way that grows the business. So we need to know what kind of habits do we want our people to have. And there's three areas that we want to think about here. Planning habits. What sort of planning habits do they have? How do they get ready for their day? How do they ensure that they show up at their best or in a way that allows them to execute well? What are the things that they do to make sure that happens for themselves? Execution. How do they actually implement their work? Are they doing it in a way that's efficient and effective? Do they have habits that make it good in terms of the outcomes we need from contributors on our team? And communication. How do they work with other people on the team, with customers? All of these things are habits. Now, we might think of them as innate abilities or things that people just naturally possess, and they are absolutely learnable, teachable. But we do have to have a process in our business that says, no, these are the things we expect, and also these are the things we develop people around. Those two should obviously be the same. In lots of cases, they're not. I expect you to have this, but I don't have a process for helping you have it if you don't. I expect you to think this way, act this way, have this set of processes for yourself, but we don't know how to support you at getting them if you don't, and we want to make sure these things connect. Planning, execution, communication. How do I talk to others? How do I organize those discussions? How open and honest am I with feedback for people around me and also up the chain of command if there is one in our business. So we want to think about those things relative to our talent. The other thing we want to think about relative to our talent is even what kind of attitude is needed. So we talked about their habits, but also this goes back to their thoughts and their mindset, but makes it a little more specific. How do they deal with setbacks? How do they affect other people on the team? 
others around them? How do they show up in a way that causes the group to be better because of the approach they bring to their work, the attitude they show up with, the mindset they have? How do they affect others around them in terms of their morale, in terms of their level of happiness, in terms of the way they support people next to them? We can even go down that path, and we should, to say, hey, here's what phenomenal talent represents for me. And so I want to crystallize that in a way that we can help people get better at it and develop them along those lines. And the third area, so we talked about culture, we talked about talent. The third area that I want, and we're trying to keep this sort of compartmentalized and and easy and clear and clean because you think about the foundations of management and leadership. This is what these are. The third thing that I want to think about here is time. And I want to make sure that I go through priority order in terms of what I schedule on my calendar and how I organize the time that I have. Our calendar runs our day. The things we have on our list runs our day. We think that we show up and we get to decide what we do, but the truth is we already decided it maybe unconsciously, maybe because other people had demands on our time, maybe because meetings were scheduled, but it got decided long before this day gets executed. It got decided maybe by someone else, maybe by us, but maybe it didn't at all and the work just filled it up, which means we're struggling, it's stressful, we're just trying to, again, run that treadmill faster. And that's not a definition of or a recipe for success as a leader. So we want to go in order here. What does my team need from me? What does my team need from a leader? Now, I want to schedule that first. And it may be the one-on-one conversations that we have with our people. It may be team meetings that help us continue to focus on the culture we build, the work that we do, the effectiveness that we bring, the support that we have for each other. It could be that. It could be developmental processes. Maybe I need to schedule that first so that I make sure my team is becoming more capable, not just getting through the day and getting most of the stuff done. I don't just want to keep the trains running. I want to make sure that I build a better railroad. And if I'm only doing the first one, I can't possibly ever get to the second one. And so we want to think about what does my team need and schedule that first. The second thing we want to schedule, and we think about this in the the analogy of those big rocks, which many of you have probably heard the story of get the big rocks in first, otherwise they don't fit. All right, what keeps me energized and at my best? I want to schedule that next. I want to say, all right, here are the things that I need to do to make sure I have the resilience, the energy, the effort, the focus, the mindset that I need to be at my best as a leader. And we can have the argument, and sometimes people do, is, hey, maybe I should schedule that before what does my team need. I'm fine with that. The key here is not necessarily what order they go in but also that we have our biggest priorities first. And maybe it's first and second or second and first. I'm okay with that completely. But not doing this work is very different than doing it slightly differently than we're talking about here. So what does my team need? Schedule that first. What keeps me energized and at my best? Schedule that next. What keeps me ready and and operational in the things that I think are most important in my world and most important for a leader to be doing? The third thing I want you to think about is what are my strengths 
and how do they connect to my calendar? Am I spending much of my time doing the things I am best at and that have the most impact? I really want to look at that because I've watched managers go through a process where they schedule their calendar and they even start to, to think consciously about what should be on it and it doesn't maybe get completely taken up by other things. So they did the work but they actually have done the work to the point where they've put things on their calendar that don't necessarily make them happy or have the most impact on the things that they do because they're stuff they're not good at. Stuff that they don't enjoy doing. Stuff that they really have to struggle and are inefficient at if they're gonna execute well. And every job, leadership is no exception, has some of those things in it. But we wanna make sure that what we're doing first is figuring out where do I leverage my strengths to help this team, to help this business? What are the things that I'm best at and how do I spend most of my time on them? What are the things that I enjoy the most? And usually those are also my strengths because I've enjoyed them enough to do them a lot and so they've become strengths. What am I best at and am I spending time on those things that I like and do well? That needs to come first and we need to consider it as a bucket. If we are going to be sustainably happy at leading others, that is critical for us. And then our tasks, the other things, fit into the open space that we have. We want to put those in last. And here's the key, they will find their way to our calendar anyway. Someone else will ask for them, assign them to us, request them from us or organize relative to meetings that we need to be in or input that we need to have or documents that we need to create and get back to people. Those things will fill up. However, if we let them fill up our whole calendar, then really, really important stuff doesn't get on it. And so what we're trying to do is simply create this framework. If I'm a new leader, I've got to build a strong culture. Or if I'm a leader that doesn't have one yet, I've got to build a strong culture. I've got to have a very, very clear opinion on the talent because otherwise I can't coach and develop toward any sort of end result if I haven't considered my ideal person, the talent we need, the way they need to think, the way they need to organize themselves, the way they need to execute. And then I need to think about my time. I've only got so much of it and it is our most precious resource as a leader. If I can't organize that well, I will find myself chasing success rather than making progress towards success. It'll constantly elude me. I won't feel like I'm better at the end of a year than I was at the beginning of the year as a leader, as a person that takes my business to the next level, as a person that creates change in the world and on my team in ways that cause us to have exponential success, not just repeat last year with a little bit of incremental growth. We wanna make sure that we think about these things in a framework that allows us to define leadership for us. We're the kind of people that build strong culture, that recruit and develop and teach and continue to coach incredible talent on our team and that organizes our time in a way that moves us toward success, not just gets us through the day. Hey, do us a favor, and if this information is valuable for you, give us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. I hope it's a five-star one. I hope that we earned that. And more importantly, 
Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. We're here every week to help you lead more effectively, lead yourself, lead your team, help the leaders on your team become more effective as well and make a difference for you and for those around you. So don't miss this. And when you subscribe and give us a review, you also create the opportunity for more leaders to find us and benefit from this. I think our world needs more leaders. So please help us help others do that well too. Now, go think about your culture, your talent, your time, and go make a difference. I'll see you soon.